Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the Service Monster Podcast. Um, I'm super excited today. I mean, Brandon and I hang out and, and good things always happen. We've been on a number <laughs> of podcasts, his, him on mine, mine on his, uh, and there's always magic there. Mm. Um, but I have been, Brandon, I've been so interested in what you've got going on over these last couple months with this. You know what? I'm going to show these MFers what <laughs> systems looks. I know it's in your head, man. What what these systems look like and what you can do with a well thought out, well orchestrated, well minecrafted, well systematized, getting the right people, putting the right people on the bus, meeting the right finances, not skimping on expenses, but having a freaking plan mm -hmm. and starting a brand new business from scratch, taking a business model that doesn't uh, really maybe um, go against any of your clients. That was a problem I was going to have because I had thought about doing a carpet cleaning business at one point. And I was like, they'd just be pissed at me if I did. Like everybody right. in Whatcom County would be so mad. Anyway, right. So so that was a genius. I, I just, I wanted to bring you on because I want to talk about this crazy thing you're doing. You're documenting the whole thing. I mean, yeah, you're building a million dollar business, but you're mostly documenting the process and using it as a mirror to say, look, you know, what we coach about, what we talk about in um, in our conquer groups, this is real world stuff. And so many of you guys say, yeah, yeah, yeah. But you're not flipping your $400,000 business into a million dollar bit. Let, let, let me just show you how to do it. So talk to me about the inception of this and how this thing all came about. Man. Oh, man. I will tell you, what, it actually it actually started the day that I sold um, all clean. And we got to that point to where I sold that business and and I got the check and I got the exit. And I was like, this is cool. I want to build another business. I want to build it up. I want to flip it. I want to sell it. Um, and I can just keep doing this, you know, start up a new business, build it, sell it, build it up, sell it. Like that's what I actually thought that I was going to be doing was um, going and just starting businesses and flipping it and selling it. Like I'm like, that's my new career path because it's so much fun to like put these things together. Well, it took me a few years to convince my wife to let me go back into the journey of uh, starting a service business because <laughs> I was yeah. like, as soon as I sold, I'm like, all right, what should I do next? She's like, uh-uh, no, not yet. You got to conquer, like, you know, stay focused there. And she helped rein me in. And it was very, very smart that she did because it enabled me to just kind of like focus on actually, you know, getting conquer set up, getting the coaches, getting that structure and things. But then the timing just kind of felt right to do this and it's something that i've wanted to do is when you know starting a new business and document it literally from zero like you know what's the thought process of coming up with the name and picking the services and picking the comp the competitive differentiators and one of the things that i always said that i would do if i was to start a business over again from zero is to hire a full-time salesperson from day one and also hire a full-time technician from day one and not work it all out in the field Brilliant. So those are kind of like those rules that I kind of set up for documenting this journey. Yeah. Yeah. I, have, I mean, before I started Service Monster, my my two things is I had been uh, in partnerships for tech startups and man, I, I was just flying everywhere. For the most part, I was living in Sacramento with my family. We had two kids at the time oh, and wow. I was working in Denver and I'd oh, see my family dang. a day and a half over the weekend. That's rough. Yeah. And so um, I, when I conceived of Service Monster, I was in the Summerfield Suites Hotel. And the first two rules is no travel. Rule mm -hmm. number one, no freaking travel. Rule number two, no travel. 
<laughs> um, and, and of course, no travel is, uh, you know, euphemism. It's, you know, a couple, right. two, three trips. It's you not know, travel times of what it year. was. Yeah, yeah, it's not the exactly. travel of what it was. Right. So, yeah, no, I can, I can relate to that. But, uh, man, that's so, so what you, what made you say now? And, and I mean, coming up with the name, yeah, but even before the name, you needed a model. So how did you guys kind of conceive the business model and, and what care was given to not colliding with any businesses that you may be coaching? <laughs> well, you know, that's a good question. I mean, you know, it's, uh, you know, first, first all, you know, first of all, we don't have too many people inside my own little city in general, you know, uh, my biggest constraint was my non-compete, right? You know, and honoring my non-compete of selling my exterior cleaning business and not starting another exterior cleaning business. Other than that, you know, I'm not really going to be bumping elbows with too many other people. It's interesting. I actually met with a local uh, uh, HVAC and plumbing company here as part of my first episode. I'm picking which service businesses, you know, I should be doing and... And I asked him point blank, you know, he's in my town. I'm like, hey, what would you think about me starting a, an HVAC plumbing business right here in Portland? And he's like, yeah, absolutely. Do it. He's like, that would be amazing. That'd be awesome. And it just was so cool because he's a very, very successful company. You know, they're, they're doing eight figures a year with, uh, you know, their HVAC and plumbing business. And to me, that abundance mindset yeah. of – it doesn't really, I mean, the market is so huge. You, you have no idea how big the market really is until you actually start saturating a lot of it and then realizing like every day you're talking to people that have never heard of you at all. And even with All Clean, when we were doing, you know, 450 to 500K a month, we probably only had about a 2% market share in our town. I mean, like there's just so much more work to do, so many different types of customer segments and things that you can target. So most of our conquerors, I think even if I did pick something that maybe is like close to competing, even if I was in their same town, we have a group full of people with abundance mindsets. They just wouldn't really feel that bad about it. You know what I mean? I mean, yeah. But I mean, let's be real. It helps with the HVAC and plumbing industry. Their average invoices are, you know, a factor larger than like our, the, the cleaning businesses that we've worked with. Right. So so to that end, um, tell talk to us about your model. So what, what did you pick? What's your model? What kind of average invoices and margins are you looking for? Like what's your, what do you, sure. what's the secret sauce, man? <laughs> yeah. So uh, when, when I decided to pick it, I was kind of, you know, figuring like what was honestly one of the industries that I really almost went with like this close. I had a bunch that I was kind of researching and trying to think through like, what would that next service industry be? And pest control almost got the ticket as far as me wanting to do my next one because of the recurring service model. Like that right. was really interesting to me. And, um, I had, a, I had a little bit of that with my cleaning business, you know, every six month, every quarter, every month with commercial stuff. So I, it was actually the fact that I'd never done a business that was purely just kind of a one and done, which is the, the business that I picked, uh, which is painting, and floor coatings, uh, predominantly floor coatings though. I, we decided very early on in the concept process, I decided that I wanted to niche down into the floor coating space. Average tickets are about 3000 bucks. Nice. Um, 
and You're halfway uh, between an HVAC business and a carpet cleaning business. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's, uh, you know, the average ticket is, is about there, but it's not recurring, you know, like mm-hmm. we, we have lifetime mm-hmm. warranties on our installs <laughs> and there's, there's not a whole lot more that you can offer. And, and I'm still kind of, you know, maybe there might be like a, a cleaning or a maintenance thing where we go in every once in a while. But I don't know if I really want to necessarily do that because even though it's kind of a one and done uh, taste change, customers move, new businesses come in, they want new flooring choices. Like there's always going to be a supply of that type of thing. And um, so the the model pretty much is uh, spend a ton on marketing, get a ton of leads, go out, close them, sell them. And then, you know, stack them into the schedule and good margins. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's fantastic margins. And the, the, the system side, I think probably what I spent the majority of time doing before we actually launched it was really thinking through how are we going to be different? How can we completely crush our competition? Cause there's very heavy competition in my area uh, for this, <laughs> um, where every single bid we're going up against three competitors, every right. single one. Right. Um, but you know, we're winning and we're, we're, we're winning enough to be growing very, very fast, which is, which is cool. Well, you guys been doing this five months now, four months now, four months. Yeah. So, uh, we started January one and we're in month four right now. We're just finishing month four. Yeah. And when you close month five, what, what's going to be your monthly <clears throat> revenue? Well, closing month four at this month, we'll probably be at about, uh, about 90 K uh, for this month, four um, months in business, $90,000 in revenue for the month. 90,000. Yeah. That's our, right. My, my, uh, my growth plan when we first started out, you know, so I'm kind of trending ahead as opposed to what we budgeted out. I'd still did a pretty aggressive growth plan of basically doing about 950,000 year one. And, um, you so know, you're going to beat that. I mean, if you're yeah. chasing a million and you no, know, it's eighty three thousand three hundred and thirty three dollars and thirty three cents. That's right. To get to a million, <laughs> you then you do that a month to get to a million dollars in revenue for the year, and so you're already clipping over that, dude. Yeah. So at the end, it, the, what, what's live right now on the map to a million is obviously a, a couple of months delayed because of the editing process and right. compiling the videos and being strategic about you know the kind of the flow. If we want things, we got lots of content produced. But uh, at the end of this month, we'll have seven full-time employees, not including me, and um, we'll be, you know, basically on track to do probably 130k in the end of month five. So, what's your when you're done with the first year? What are you going to have invested? Because I'm sure end of first year, you know, you guys are profitable. Everything's cash positive by that point, yeah. Oh, we're cash positive now already. Oh yeah. 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 We're cash, we're cash positive. Um, we actually, I, the, we, we decided to lease our vans and inside of that lease package, we have all the upfit, all of the wrap, um, you know, $750 a month payment on that with the option at the end of five years to just buy it for seven grand, which we will. Um, and that's all just like packaged in. So our cash on the vehicles has been very, very close to non-existent. And on the equipment side, we started renting at the beginning because we didn't have enough cash to buy the big $20,000 <laughs> grinders. Right, right. So it was like we started renting and then we bought like a $5,000 grinder and then we like upgraded to like this. And then now we're just now buying a $20,000 grinder cash. I mean, we, right. we have the ability to be able to buy it because we've been able to set up enough stuff um, moving in. So 
yeah, we're hitting about 25% profit margins right now for, for April. Um, and you're still getting things dialed in. I mean, we're still getting things dialed in. Oh yeah. yeah. We just, we've, dude, it's crazy. We just hired our first full-time office manager Monday and she came onto the team and now, now keep in mind up until this point, my full-time sales guy, Tanner, I don't answer any phones. He answers all the phone calls. So we have Vonage, we have VoIP. It just rings right to his cell phone. So he answers the phones, he schedules the estimates, he closes the jobs, and he puts them on the calendar. And he manages all that communication from the beginning. Well, with that, there's been all kinds of jobs and leads and estimates that have been slipping through the cracks. Oh, no. I mean, tons. You know, it's just, it's part of it. I mean, we're still growing. Right. But so the first oh, three that days that she heart, was, so. the first three days she was here, she went through and audited every single call and started in January. And she's like, I mean, like day three. She goes, oh, it's so awesome. I've been calling all the old customers and everyone to make sure anyone that Tanner may have missed or anything that's going on. And I got six new estimates scheduled for Tanner for next week because of all those previous leads that maybe like slipped through the cracks or to do this. It's all about massive and perfect action. I mean, yeah. you just got to go. That's you just right. got to move. I mean, and sometimes <laughs> people get people get caught up too much in, oh, I got to have all of my training systems all completely dialed in before I make that first hire. Uh-uh. The perfect, the enemy of the good the yeah, successful yeah, yeah just go go hire them bring them on train them and while you train them document it and create your systems as you go um so how many of these people are you kind of tapping from previous experience well so the because they're not new yeah, brand new question. hires cold <laughs> right cold interviews and uh, some of them are yeah absolutely well, um, seven people so i yeah but i mean your key people on the bus, right? You tap them from other places. I'll tell you where my, my number one source is referrals. That's been the number one. So when we bring, you know, so uh, Tanner and Jackson, uh, they painted my house. And uh, we have a whole episode dedicated to how I found them and how they came onto my team. I've known them for some time, but you know, up, up until that point, each of them had their own individual owner operator businesses. And so I recruited them. I brought them in. I pitched them the whole idea of what I was wanting to do and how I was going to get this set up and what the vision for it is. You got to sell the vision and the opportunity yeah. to get it on the ground floor. And uh, so, you know, we brought them in. They brought in referrals for some of our first few hires. Uh, our office manager was a referral from someone else in that network. And then a new technician that is going to be coming out next week and doing our working interviews was a referral from my office manager. So when you focus on creating a really killer company culture and leveling everyone up and you promise on or you deliver on your promises, uh, you will get a massive amount of people that will just refer their family and their friends and other people because your company's different. Hundred percent, and I think a lot of people don't focus on that part of it. They just focus on where do I get my helpers at, or even when they say they do, it's like yeah, they get the yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen Simon Sinek. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've heard about <laughs> you know, find your why. But right, I don't think they don't they don't get it. It's like know thyself, right? Until you walk mm. the path, um, you don't know it. You know, right. until you are the thing, the embodiment of the thing that is your nature, then, then, then you'll never, you'll never get there. So, um, and it's just so cool. So you're documenting all of this, of course. Right. So what's the motivation? Um, I mean, there's gotta be some like, look guys in it, right. What's the motivation <laughs> behind that? And every look at everybody's going to want to see this. Hey, look, 
this besides this, getting the eyeballs because you're always really good about getting the eyeballs <laughs> so there's there's actually several different motivations for doing it um, one it's always been my dream to start a new company from zero and to document the process for posterity's sake just for my own oh man remember that one job and that one nightmare thing that happened and we got it on video because I've done that with my old System Saturday videos where I go back and watch videos. Uh, even now as an entrepreneur, no matter what I do, uh, I video journal a lot. And I'll take my selfie camera out and I'll talk to myself. And I'll be like, dude, Brandon, this week sucks, man. Like you have $4,000 in the bank and you're worried about $20,000 in payrolls coming out Friday. Like, dang, this this is hard. And I throw it into a private folder that I have in my in my Google Drive. And whenever I'm feeling really crappy about myself and in despair, I go back and I watch those videos because it motivates me to be like, you did it though. You beat it. You made it through it. And you're going to make it through this time that's tough. So posterity is one. Being able to add value is uh, to other entrepreneurs. I, I love teaching. I love doing content. I, I it 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 feeds me. It feels incredible to be able to add value to a lot of other people. And the third component, thankfully, is I have a way to monetize it uh, because this is very expensive. I mean, I spend five to seven grand a month to produce these dumb videos. <laughs> so, you know, so there's, I, so I have to be able, you know, I'm not, I'm not, uh, uh, what do they call it? F you money where you just yeah. like, you can just do whatever you want just because yeah. I'm not that I, I'm not that. So I got to have some incentive for it. So we have our maps mastery program. That's basically my version of a Patreon. So we have the channel and then I have a call to action just about at the end of every single one of my videos. Hey, you want to, you know, we have a private group. We do monthly group coaching calls. I have 40 video modules where I go into deep dive on this. I do behind the scenes content and stuff. And uh, we have a few hundred members that are in that. So, awesome. um, you know, we want to keep driving that forward to kind of, you know, be able to support the channel and do more awesome, epic video content in there. Yeah, that's, so that's good. pretty cool. I almost got sucked down a side project uh, of of a similar making, but it happened in reverse. My marketing manager sent me out to go check out TikTok. <laughs> oh yeah, baby, that that could be the vortex. <laughs> and at first, I was like, "I oh, mean, there's just no, there's nothing here for businesses yet, right?" It's Dude, just. Such I heard a, from other people about your TikTok channel and how one hundred and fifty thousand like people in four what months. What the heck? You like became this little TikTok uh, science TikTok and philosophy. Yeah, I love and it. Um, man, it took it took way too much time. It was such a huge time sink, and I'm like, you know, monetizing a philosophy and mm. critical thinking and science frame <laughs> of mind, you know, could be done. It certainly could have been done, but I didn't. I didn't have the time effort or energy for it. You know, right. I, mean, I got this little thing in service monster that I got to finish up, <laughs> you <Yeah>. know? <laughs> so, but yeah, no, you know, ball, it, right. it's, uh, it's, it's, it's incredible what you can do with media when you, when you resonate with the people that you're targeting. Hmm. Right. And so in here, the service businesses, you and I both want to bring value to these people as much as possible. I think above pretty much almost anyone else out there, um, you know, service monster and, and br the, the brand Brandon, uh, is, you know, really 
I mean, we're leading the pack in so many different ways, but you always find this new way to twist it, innovate it, put a little bit of oomph behind it, right? Putting the seven grand uh, a month to produce these things. Um, but yeah, it's, it's content. I think that's people are really, really going to want to dial into. And if you guys aren't thinking about, I mean, it's a, how long are the, what are you targeting uh, for length on these episodes? About 10 minutes. Yeah. Eight, so eight to 12 minutes in 10 minutes, uh, you're going to, you're going to track this journey of this business who is going to bust a million before year one. Right. And how many people do we talk to, um, in the cleaning industry specifically, right? Window cleaning, pressure washing, carpet cleaning, you know, less than 6% of the industry is over million dollar earners. And so if you don't think there's something you can pull from this, like, I don't know. I guess I guess you can't be helped. <laughs> I guess there's no helping, <laughs> right? <laughs> you, do you know what you know what actually gets me most excited about it is you know the revenue is cool for sure, but um, I'm building this business with less than ten hours a week working on it. Um, you know, honestly, the most amount of time that I spend in this business is documenting stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Just you know the the video the video side of it. Um. One of the you know coolest things that Warren Buffett, when he was asked, you know, what's the best investment that he would recommend and that you can make, <clears throat> he said, invest in yourself. And the cool thing is, is when you invest in your own education, yet people are like, well, Brandon, you're not starting this from scratch because like you know how to build systems and you know how to. And I'm like, exactly. You know, right. you're right. I do have. Duh. I have. I have, I have <laughs> shortcuts. <laughs> I'm not starting you, out with You the want knowledge. them? I have them written down. Yeah. I, I don't, I'm not starting <laughs> with videos the knowledge on zero, you know? That's yeah. Right. I'm taking, I'm taking resources out of Basecamp and I, all the done for you, like templates and job descriptions and offer letters and, you know, management techniques and, that's right. and, you know, frameworks. It's kind like, of the freaking point. You bolt it in. Yeah. You bolt that's it right. in. Because when I, when I first started, you know, this journey of kind of getting to the place where I'm at now, you know, I spent a thousand hours of my time writing those documents and creating those things and doing them all myself. And the biggest aha moment, epiphany things that I've had over the last few years is, you know, this concept of just collapsing time. If you can do something on your own DIY and it takes you, you know, two years to get it done, you know, like put, put together a training program, it takes you two years and uh, 500 hours to do. Like if you would just pay 5,000 bucks to get it done in month one and then enjoy the benefits for a year and 11 months of having that program done, like the more you can just collapse time and leverage an investor mindset to just get the thing done now and fast – then you have more time to actually experience the positive benefits as opposed to, well, now I've wasted two months and now I finally got it done. And yeah, I saved money, but you didn't save money. You spent <laughs> boatloads of money. I wish you would have told me that 18 years ago. Me too, man. I wish someone <laughs> told me that too. I do. I wish someone told me that that too. And so that's kind of you know this whole reason why I'm kind of documenting this stuff too is it's all the things that I wish – Someone would have told me, and I just want yep. to get it in a video format so other people don't have to go through the, the garbage that I went through trying to build this the first time. Man alive, <laughs> you ain't lying. Yeah, and and you know, you're not perfect on the second or third time either, right? Never. Never. Um, but that's when you start to, you know, it, hopefully you've graduated to the point where teams and people become the resources that are valuable, right? 
yes. and, th- and then you get the 10 hours a week because you have the people doing the actual work there that are competent and they're motivated and they're part of the family, right? Part of the culture. So, you know, and, and that's another lesson that I had to learn pretty quick is, you know, I'm a pretty talented guy. You know, I got a big box of tools that doesn't serve me all the freaking time, though. <laughs> Right. Yeah. Because I last thing I want to be is a genius with a thousand helpers. <laughs> right. Yeah. No, thank you. Yeah. Right? So so handing over those things, you know, little bit by little bit, you know, development and architecture, marketing, sales, like, you know, product development, mm-hmm. Mr. Adam over here. Mm-hmm. Um, the more I could offload that, man, the better, the better, because the faster it gets done and the less. um the less of my fingerprints show up there and I can purposefully put the ones I want in right back away from all the bullshit that doesn't matter. But for the things that matter, you can be very strategic about where, what fingerprints you put in Uh, and then you back away and you let the team do the thing. Um, So yeah, it's gotta be a blast this time around. You know, and I think, um, I think a big aha that I've had too, is that the 10 hours that I spend in the business they're not out in the field doing stuff. I mean, that that provides this much value. Like uh, a business owner going out and doing something out in the field or doing something, this provides this. But I'm the only one in the company that can do the strategic things and the team building things and implementing the systems and you know really dialing it up you know crazily on the marketing side of things. And so that's why it's been such a such a cool you know experience having people coming to the team from day one because like i'm accomplishing things that i never thought would be possible in this short of a time period it's because you know from day one i have someone owning the phones and the sales which i hate answering the phones like kill me answering the phones (laughs) i like talking to customers in person but then really quickly sales just becomes just another grind where it's just like oh the same estimates every day every day every day every day Whereas you get someone on the team that just they just crave that and they love it and they're good at it and they'll do it tirelessly and relentlessly. Um, you can stay in your zone of genius. And as and no one else is going to fill the CEO role. Nobody else. You know, there, there takes one CEO and the, you can accomplish all that CEO role in X amount of hours. It doesn't really matter. But someone needs to be there and you need to be out of everything else in order to stay, you know, in that role and put the right team members in place. It's 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 hard. It's hard. Well, especially for, you know, people who start off like, hmm, I'm, I'm not a big fan of working for other people. I think I'm going to do something for myself. I can get a truck and I can start a service company. Right. Their immediate go to is not from tech to exec. It, it doesn't. That's right. It doesn't work that immediate. way in real life. It doesn't. It doesn't. You, you don't and it get takes to decide so that you just promote yourself to CEO just because. Right. And then if, if you're still on the truck, I don't care how many hours a week you think about it, you're still not CEO, <laughs> you, you <laughs> right. know, and you're barely a manager, right? Like what um, Gerber separates in his e-myth as far as you know, your technician, your manager, and your executive. Um, and so you got to climb the ladder. How quickly you do it is up to you. It's up to how introspective you are, Mm -hmm. how willing you are to learn, to find other people who've done what you've wanted to do to motivate you to do the right things, clear the fog of war of all the shit that you've done wrong or they've done wrong or other people have done wrong. 
and uh, and just go to to work. And and your example here that you're building is just such a good, um, it's just such a good mirror for people who are making every freaking excuse in the book as to why they're not achieving what they want to achieve, but yet they're not willing to listen to other people or they're not willing to be introspective or they're not willing to read a book or they're blaming it on millennials who don't want to work or the government's paying out too much. (laughs) You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It's like the government isn't paying out too much. You're paying out too little. Don't you see that's worse? (laughs) That's worse. It's not better. It's worse. Or why why complain about scenarios that everyone is is dealing with why sure. com- why complain around because it's like yeah okay no one's saying that certain problems aren't real and it's not you know part of it right everyone do inflation yikes unemployment yikes like yeah i get it real problems but it's an even playing field everyone's yeah. dealing with these things at the same time so well and you're dealing it with this business that you're creating here and 100%. again it's a mirror to say look you don't need the excuses here we are month four 80 grand a month now where's your talk, right? Because you are are putting it into action. It's not just talk. And and I, that's the other thing I love about the how it complements the coaching aspect of what you guys do. A lot of coaches just talk, and there are way too many people who have the heart of a teacher, mm-hmm. who have the best intentions, but they're doing two hundred and fifty k a month uh, a year on their truck, and they think they're a guru. Yeah. Right. And they want to invert the camera and talk about, you know, how amazing it is to have this hugely successful business. Awesome. Like good on you. Um, but you're not going to catch any $750,000 businesses that way. Don't, tr- don't, don't <laughs> pretend that, that you know what that experience looks like. Yeah. Um, so they haven't really walked the walk, even though they want to talk the talk. Mm-hmm. And I get it. Like having the heart of a teacher while doing service work. Uh, can grind against your soul, right? Like you were talking about answering the phone. Mm-hmm. Like obviously content creation is one of the things that you love to do. Mm-hmm. Some people hate it, right? So, right. but but the fact that you're showing this, taking this mirror and saying, look at, I've got all the same excuses you do. I've got all the same playing field. I've got all the same rules, all the same hurdles and uh, poof, six months, I'm killing it. Now what? <laughs> Come take this program. We'll show you how to do it. You yeah. know, it's um, I I had uh, I had my self limiting belief shattered at one point. You know, um, I, I'll never forget my very first budget sheet when I started with All Clean, and typed out like when I was pitching to my dad to buy his business that was doing eight grand a month. And, you know, I was like, oh yeah, I could pay you 3000 a month. We can figure this out. And this is my, this is my growth plan so that we can both get paid. And like going back and looking at it, you know, it was like, okay, hundred K year one, 140 K year two, 180 K year three, 220 K year four. I mean, it's like when we, when I, when I presented that to my dad and showed him, he was like, man, Jeepers. He says Jeepers. That's my dad's thing. Jeepers, Brandon. <laughs> Do you really think that you can grow that fast? And I was like, I don't know. Like, I think, I hope. Like, to me, that was a mecca to grow a business that had been doing literally for 33 years, 100K in revenue. Right. And then having that all of a sudden start doing this, like, I had doubts about that. And when someone told me, you know, Brandon, just get out of the field, just get out of the field, I'm like, uh, and do what? <laughs> like, I don't even understand. Like, I, I, I always want to make sure that I'm remembering 
what it was like to have that level of belief system. Right. Because it was very, very real for me. And it took me seeing another big company and and like being like, wait, what? That's possible to be able to do this? People are actually not actually working. And and I remember going, I had this one moment where <laughs> I had a corporate business, a corporate job, and and I I there was this guy uh, that was at a trade show and I, I used to be, you know, selling machinery and stuff at the trade show. And I was at the International Builders Show. And there was this contractor that came up and he was he was a younger, about my age. And he had a couple guys with him. And he was like, yeah, I don't work at all out in the field. I just go out and sell jobs and I have my two guys do that. And I was like, what? You can do that? So, you know, if I can, if I can put out, that's why I love making content is that people just need to see what's possible. And I think that just like me, it's not a skill gap. It's not a talent gap. It's not even a smarts gap. It's just, they just need to believe that they can do it and take that leap of faith that, you know, get out of the field and finally, and it's so terrifying and if you can give them just enough belief that they can borrow from you to where they can take that first step, it's unbelievable yeah. to see what people are capable of doing. It's just, you know, overcoming that gap between the six inches between their ears. I mean, it's just the hardest thing to do. It is. It is, uh, it, you know, driven driven by fear and apprehension, but also perhaps fear of success, not just fear of failure. That's true. Yeah. That's true. I mean, you, you know, you got it on all ends too. You could fail your, uh, you know, to grow, <laughs> move, missing out on leads and you, you know, then you're in over your head with people that you've hired or whatever, but you can also fail your to service mm. where if things just go really well and then, you know, you're not a leader. And so you're not building the teams or the culture and turnover is really high and it, you know, then you have that headache. So mm -hmm. dialing in the right formula, the right chemistry. Um, I think most people miss that, you know, it's not just, I'm going to run it like my grandfather's employee manual. Right. I own the business. Right. I'm going to put up a help wanted sign and you come to work and you follow my rules, whether you like it or not. Not anymore. You can't, you can't, you just can't build a business that way, but mm -hmm. you can build a business if you, if you have the introspective needed to get off the truck, the time required needed by not being on the truck. And the um, the introspection, knowing to that you're your own worst enemy in a lot of cases, mm -hmm. especially, you know, you go through those different business stages. I think I did a Facebook post on this a couple of weeks ago, you know, starting a business, building a business, growing a business and scaling a business are all radically different things. It's true. Those four things and those four things require completely different mindsets mm -hmm. and levels of knowledge. And they often play against each other. What you need to start a business, you need to shed yourself of by the time you get to scale a business. Mm. You've got to completely dismiss and dest destroy that ego uh, before you can get to that final stage of scale. And That's so, such a good point. Yeah, you're so so well said. You gotta you gotta tear up the control. You gotta yeah. you gotta let it go. And you're right. Ego is a big a big problem with that. Oh, no one's gonna be able to do as good of a job as me in this. No one's gonna. Be Bull crap. Like I've hired enough really smart people to know that actually I'm pretty bad at a lot of things. Yeah. And, and the quicker but, you realize that, the quicker you go know what to find when you're trying to fill that person in. Yeah. When you get outplayed by someone that you've hired, right? You're like, you take a little pride in that, like a kid. You're like, oh, that's so good. 
Oh, that's so yeah. good. But in the same spec, let's 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 be honest. Like, no one's going to love the business as much as the owner does, mm. as much as the person who's put in the blood, sweat, and tears. And it is unreasonable of us to ask of them uh, the ability of them to do everything you do. You know what we call those people? We don't call them employees. We call them competitors. Mm. Right? Anyone who can do everything that a business owner can do is going to be a business owner. They're not going to be the number two guy. Uh, and so, you know, I think people want too much, ask too much and don't give enough when they're looking at that leadership of growing and building their their business, which, again, you're, you have a, you come in on day one with the introspection and knowledge and background required to know that that's true, which is why you were w- willing to invest money up front and say, I'm not putting myself on the truck. That would be the worst use of my time. Um, right. Because you're growing this thing so adam we're sucking all the oxygen out of the room man you want to get in on this at all <laughs> hey i've almost jumped in like three times but i'm just i'm just honored to be here we're you know just, it's great listening to you guys in the whole conversation adam <laughs> <laughs> no there's there's so many great things like i love joe's analogy with with the mirror you know it's kind of like when you put on a little bit of weight and you like you have to look in the mirror you have to be honest with yourself about what is coming back right and so if you're putting up are you this saying image, i'm fat adam no yeah i, heard no, no, I mean no, no, i know no, no. i put on some pounds oh, during the goodness. pandemic but <laughs> oh my goodness no 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 but like when you're able to kind of put up you know a new mirror of kind of like what's what's capable kind of pull some of that back and let you know let each individual kind of really realize their full potential it's great and i really 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 love there's the internet has brought so many great things um you know like it's back in the day if your dad didn't teach you how to you know hang drywall you just didn't know how to hang drywall right but now you can just go to youtube and you can self-educate on so many things and it's kind of brought this whole generation of coaching and lifestyle coaches and like um, very specific kind of business coaches and so forth that are out there. And you don't always necessarily know the ones that are worth mm. that time investment and worth that. And I feel like the percentage is very small. Right. And I feel like <laughs> everything that I've seen that's come out of you and your team with with Conquer or, or everything Phenomenal. else. like and, and now with this, it's like you're putting your money where your mouth is and you're really proving that these things work. And it's just great to see. I appreciate that, man. That means a lot. You know, I it's um, it was a big driver, honestly, for me to kind of put together our, our certified Conquer Coach program because I saw I started to see the guru thing going on, and and I started to you know notice that, and I was like, someone needs to vet these people. <laughs> Like yeah, how, seriously, how, how, does, how does anyone know? How does anyone know if like, <laughs> unless Ty Kramer brings them down, <laughs> so chops I, them into little pieces. So I, I like, uh, you know, I, I kind of made it my mission to just go out and find people who, you know, I've been to their businesses. I've seen what they do. I've seen their PNLs. I've seen, you know, and that's the coolest part about this whole thing. And I'm just like most proud about is that, you know, we have like 13 certified Conquer coaches now that all own their own seven and eight figure home service businesses and are largely absentee. It's the reason why they're able to actually devote 10 hours a week to coaching, coaching. our clients is because like they, they're, they're looking for a passion project. They don't need the money and I don't pay them a ton. I mean, I <laughs> they definitely deserve to get paid a lot more than what, what they get, you know, paid with this. But we wanted to make this accessible to anyone at a very – you know, uh, affordable rate for someone. But the coolest thing that I'm most proud about is that we have conquerors now 
that started out in the program when we started this in 2019, and they've been in the program for a full year or two years, and they've grown. We have one that grew from you know like 300,000 to doing 1.6 million, and he just did wow. his first $250,000 month Ooh, just yeah. this last month. And guess what he is? He's a conquer coach now. Yeah, and he just has his heart to serve, and he's crushing it. And he has, and like he, you know, we've seen his financials. We know what's going on with him because we've been able to kind of see this. And you just are able to kind of identify these really standout people inside the program, where you're like, wow, they have all the tools and resources and knowledge to know that. And then we run them through our, you know, coach certification because knowing how to do something and knowing how to coach someone else is very, very, very different skill set. It's, it's yeah. like I've learned so much in that whole thing. It's, I, I, I thought I would be a good coach just because I knew how to build a business. Uh, uh-uh. uh. Like, I have to get regular coaching to make myself a better coach because I mean, you deal with family problems and, you know, self-limiting beliefs and emotional and psychological and mental and, um, market differences. I mean, there's just so many different variables that go into trying to teach someone, um, you know, how to coach them into, uh, being, uh, you know, realizing their full potential. And, uh, that's been like an incredible journey, just learning more about that stuff too. Since we're on on the subject, most of our listeners are likely familiar with with the program at this point. I mean, you're you're, you're blowing up all over the place, so I feel like it's pretty well known. I just want to take like a minute or two and just really kind of explain the Conquer program and what that is. Yeah, so ba- basically, we um, we provide community clarity and accountability. Um, a, a group of entrepreneurs, you know, that are all like minded, looking to grow, looking to have more time freedom, care more about time freedom, really, even than you know how much money they're making. Uh, we vet people, make sure that's that, but they, they serve each other. Um, the, the clarity to be able to work one-on-one with a coach that owns their own seven or eight-figure home service business and be able to get together with them on a weekly and monthly basis and get that accountability component. And that's the biggest thing that I think Conquer brings. It's been the, the coolest thing to witness is when you have someone that said, you know what, for the last two years, five years even, I've been wanting to finish up this maintenance contract that would change everything about my business model. (laughs) And it took- I've gotten around to it. (laughs) Yeah. And and, and it literally was a weekly accountability that my coach did on our group call of four other business owners. And and he said, okay, all right, John, I'm making up a name. John, if you don't get this contract done, you're going to show us, you're going to put your screen on on Zoom next Wednesday, and you're going to show us this or else you're going to be showing up on the call with a clown wig that I'm going to be, you know, shipping you from Amazon. And so like legitimately Tuesday night is when they actually get the the maintenance contract done. And then, you know, they literally have conquerors that show up in tears because they're like, I can't believe it's, it's taken something as ridiculous as me having to wear, you know, having these weird accountabilities, you know, silly accountabilities to, to finally get this thing done. But the hardest part about being the boss is, you know, you're the boss. You don't have that level of someone working with you. So we have the coaching aspect of it. We also have hundreds of done for you systems, templates, resources, documents. You can just download and just literally, you know, search and replace the company name and implement these things, customize them to your businesses. We have video modules, educational stuff, resources. We also have exclusive vendor discounts too. So we've partnered up with uh, the best 
uh, you know, vendors in, in, in my opinion, we, we, not just anyone can be on our village vendor list, but service monster is one of them. Cause I'm a huge fan of service monster. And, uh, so our conquer members also get discounts that collectively between all the different, you know, dollars that they're already spending on other secondary, you know, services, um, typically pays for the conquer membership membership itself. Well, and I, and I will say this service monster is not a discount product, right? Right. Finding a, finding a coupon from, for us is, it doesn't exist. So, um, outside of our corporate relationships, which, you know, if you bring a thousand people to the party, then you're going to get a license discount, right? <laughs> but <laughs> outside of, uh, outside of that, what we call our organic clients, Going through the Conquer Group is the only way to get a discount on Service Monster. That's so cool. That's so cool. So you know we've we've been able to provide a lot of a uh, uh, lot of value on that front, and it's it's actually it's an application process. So we have people that have come to us and said, "Great, here's here's the money. Let's let's do this thing." We're like, "Well, hold on a second. Um, you know, we have enough qualifying questions to kind of identify victim mentalities, um, you know, people that come in with without a heart to serve others. You know, it, right. it doesn't work when you have a whole group of a few hundred people that are all kind of showing up and saying, what do I get out of this? Yeah. When everyone comes in and says, how can I serve the, the person, the, you know, the fellow conqueror, the value is just exponential, right? If everyone comes in with that kind of heart. So we have just a really, really core group and, you know, a lot of people that are in Conquer for Life. They've told us, you know, we're, we're never leaving. We're always here. So it's been, uh, it's been a cool journey. Yeah, it's been fun to watch too. Thanks, man. You know, it really has been. You, you've done some incredible things, including the uh, Guinness Book of World Records for largest online event. Uh, f- quickly followed up by Service Monsters right canceled event. <laughs> <laughs> that is so cool. Are you kidding me? Could you put that like right behind you? Just zoom in on that. A Why do you think times. he had it within grabbing distance? He didn't have to get out of his chair. <laughs> Plus, I saw the the video the other day. He's in his little uh, homemade bunker, and that was the, one of the only pieces of art he's got ready to hang. That's up. where I'm at right now, man. That's I'm right. In my, I'm in my shipping container studio. Growth that right. background you've set up is amazing, by the way. Making like, it happen. Dude, listen to you guys talk. I've just been like mesmerized by the orange and green. You know, you know what's ridiculous? <laughs> it's so dumb. It's a $20 light on Amazon. It's like two lights. And then this is just like a – this thing is a burlap sound dampening panel. So it's not even – I mean, if I turn the lights off, it looks so stupid. And then I just have like wood in the background and some sound foam. It's it's really not that impressive. <laughs> It's just the it's just the lighting and the camera that makes it look really good because you got that that nice you know depth of focus going and on. And you can learn these tricks for your business <laughs> by joining Conquer. Exactly. <laughs> it's all facade. Dude, it falls I, over. I, right? I tell everyone, anyone that because I get so many people that ask about the studio setup. I'm I have it all prepared in a Word doc with all the nice. links of everything. So that way we just That's like right. send it Actually, over. I think you've sent that to me one time. <laughs> I think I probably did. Yeah. Speaking of no. Yeah. Oh, so good. All right, man. Well, we're on an hour here. I think we've covered it. Um, Send me the links. I'll have Justin add them to all the show notes for the uh, the YouTube stuff that you're doing. Cool. uh, Or whatever link you wanted to to kind of drop the landing page on. Uh, We'll ship that out. I would strongly encourage you guys to watch the progress of this. There's no way that you won't learn something 
um, as they go through this pro- process. And uh, if you do it right, you should be finishing those episodes, kicking your own ass for all the shit that you should have done way back in the beginning, which is what Brandon's doing now. So um, incredible journey, incredible show, incredible business. Brandon, once again, you are out to impress. Thank you so much for joining us today. Hey, thank you, brother. Thanks, Joe. Thanks, Adam. Yeah. Thank you. All right. Thanks for your attention, guys. See you next time. Bye-bye.